Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1028. Today we hear from Charles, who asks, I have a question about trying to write with a full-time life. Not just the job, but everything. How do I do this? I drive 90 minutes one way to work, where I code and program for nine hours with a 30-minute lunch, not long at all, before I get back into my car and drive another 90 minutes home. Those three hours in the car give me time to listen to podcasts, such as this fine show, and I have a notepad with an automatic pencil in my dash for notes when I drive. Is that dangerous? A little, but I try not to write too many notes while driving 60 miles an hour. I'm already waking up at 4 a.m. every morning just to walk my two dogs and get ready for work, and have very little time to do much more than getting the crust out of my eyes. When I get home at night, I have just had such a day that the thought of propping open my laptop and writing words fills me with dread and the feeling of exhaustion. How can I do this? When I get home at night, I have just had such a day that the thought of propping open my laptop and writing the words fills me with dread and the feeling of exhaustion. How can I do this? How can I get these ideas and words onto the page when I feel as though all my hours are slipping through my fingers? Half of my day is spent on the job. A third of my day is spent sleeping. That leaves like two or three hours to get home, make dinner, eat, walk my dogs, see my kids, and not look at a computer. It sounds like a lot of time, but I never seem to have the energy or the capacity to use it. Please friggin' help me. I am slowly losing my ideas and my will to write. So this is tough, but it can be done. Um, The first and obvious thing, and I'm sure this is impossible, but I have to mention it for other people listening who might be in a similar situation for whom it's not impossible, is if you're in this situation and writing is this important to you and you're this slammed and you have the latitude, look at changing jobs. Get something that either has a shorter commute time or shorter work hours or is slightly less intense on the brain. Weirdly, or is remote. Or is remote. If that's not possible, there is wonderful things to be said for determination. Peter V. Brett, the author of The Warded Man and the subsequent books, was so slammed for time in this sort of thing. I think he was commuting from New Jersey into New York, if I remember correctly. And he didn't own a car, so he was on the bus. And so he wrote the entirety of The Warded Man, which is a really big, thick book, on his phone on the bus, just typing with his thumbs. Um, Yeah, I know, right? I I have a hard enough time doing 
doing uh, messages and having what do you want from the grocery store come out coherently is a t tough enough time and and these days we have um, keyboards with an entire keyboard he might have been doing that depending on how long ago he might have been doing that with nine key well see he no he was he was doing it with an entire keyboard um, I think he wrote it on an iPhone 2 okay it was back uh, he told me the story at Balticon in 2010 when it first got published um, it was an incredible story but so it can be done in your case because you're driving that's not an option. Now, one option might be if you can find anyone to carpool with even part of the way, you could do that kind of thing. You know, sit in the back seat, prop your laptop open, and write on the commute for the part of the way that you're carpooling. Another, and if you do dictation, that you, yeah, that's you can, the thing. You can record your story and ideas while driving mm -hmm. into your phone's recorder or a secure recording device, whatever your preference. Yep, that was uh, the other thing I was going to say. You do have all this time when your mind is hopping. Now, obviously, you're catching up on podcasts, which seems to be an important part of your creative process. But if you designate, say, the ride home each day as your podcasting time, and then your dog walking time and the ride in each day as your writing time, and you dictate... In as you know, it, as Kevin J. Anderson said on the dictation episode when we interviewed him, and you'll see it linked to in the show notes, you can train yourself to dictate very cleanly, but it takes a while. Um, you can also, um, Tim Niederreiter has a podcast, and he's talked about his dictation. He's a listener here. We'll link to that in the show notes, too. He did quite a lot on dictation. He's come back to it several times. He would do it for a while, then he'd stop because the revisions took forever, and then he'd come back to it, and he'd do a lot better. Um, and he's built that skill set up, and I think now he's back to dictating all his novels, and he's doing a much cleaner job. But what you can do is you can record dictation during the week, and then set aside a three-hour block, say on Sunday morning when nobody's up, and that's your time... Throw it, throw the dictation into Dragon at home and have the computer transcribe it all for you. At the end of the day, every day, that'll take five minutes. And then Sunday, set, your side, set yourself aside a three-hour block early in the morning when nothing's going on at home, when the kids are out playing or, um, the, or, or they've gone to church or, what, or they're just hanging out in their rooms sleeping in. And take that two or three hours and make that your sacred writing time upon which none may trespass, and you just start going through those accumulated dictations and editing them into something coherent. Or, if you find that that's too much work, just talk about your ideas during the week, record them in case you need them, maybe transcribe them in case you need them, but then sit down on that Sunday morning block with a blank sheet of paper and have that be your writing time. Even if you're only writing three hours a week and you're averaging a thousand words an hour, that's 3,000 words a week for 52 weeks. That's 150,000 words. That's one to three novels every year depending on how long the novels are. That was going to be my suggestion, was set aside sacred times to write on the weekends. You have two days where you do not have to go to work. Right, and the reason I suggest Sunday is because you're obviously so wrung out from your work week that Saturday is the day you need to rest and recoup. 
So Sunday morning is probably going to be the day when you have the most of you available. So that's when I would start with experimenting for places to give it a try. But, you know, even though the time you can carve out where you have mental energy is minuscule, you can probably make a lever out of it. It's just really hard. But those are the ideas we've got. If anyone else has been in this situation and has solved this problem, please send your story in and we'll read it on the air because this is a situation a lot of people, especially in early middle age, find themselves in when they get to the point where they're accomplished in their career and they need the money it brings in, but they've realized it's not bringing them the fulfillment in life it was when they were on the make and building. Um, if you're someone who's very drivey or you're someone who's creatively inclined, most office jobs, most engineering jobs, most anything that's not, um, that's not actually working with your hands in an artisanal sense, most of those jobs will be engaging and stimulating and provide meaning as long as you're learning things at the job. But you will reach a point in your career where you have kind of topped out. It's not that there's nowhere else to go, but it's that each promotion you get doesn't require the depth of training that and learning that you had to do on the way up. And so you begin to have all this extra free mental time and space. And you begin to feel like what you're doing Though it's putting food on the table, though it's meaningful because it's feeding your family, though it's meaningful because it's providing for your future, it's not bringing you that felt sense of meaning and connection to the universe that you were having as a younger worker when you were really into your job and learning new things every day. That's the time where a lot of people look around and go, is this it? You know, I've always wanted to write. But of course, by that time, your time is full. And so learning to carve time out at that point is difficult. So if any of you have conquered that dragon, please send your stories in and we'll read them on the air and hopefully, Charles, you will find that encouraging. And, 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 and preferably solutions that are not clone yourself. Mm-hmm. Or quit your job and move to the mountains and build up from bare land, which was our solution to this problem. Yes. Um, which, glorious though it is up here, um, is a lot of work and it took a lot of time and it's not a short-term solution and it's definitely not for everybody and we've actually had to stop recording this episode three times because we have a bear stalking us right now fortunately we have a loud dog and appropriate count there she is again bears back a loud dog and appropriate countermeasures for bear attacks but we're uh, we're recording this with one eye on the forest line just in case we get charged here So we're going to go take care of the bear problem. You take care of yourself, Charles, and find a way to make it work. Hopefully we've provided you you with some ideas, and other people will write in and provide you with more. Thank you very much for sending it in. Keep up the good fight, man, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.
Dateline, the future. Humankind stretches out to the stars. Maybe they go on generation ships. Maybe they live on space stations. Maybe terraforming bases dominate the worlds of tomorrow. In these hostile places, only two things seem certain. With people come conflicts. And in manufactured environments, the wrong kind of conflict will damage your air supply. So forget regular guns, needle lasers, ray guns, and anything else that can screw up your habitat. I want stories where the violence and conflict depend on ingeniously adapting ancient weapons to future environments, where this technological shift solves old social problems and creates new ones, and where cultures and religions arise around those weapons and provide them contexts, both accepted and outlaw, within their societies. Give me swashbucklers, knife fighters, booby trappers, baton wielders, pirates, mafiosos, Robin Hoods, cops, priests, robbers, fugitives, and assassins. Give me swords in space. This is a paying market. Submit your story to editor at everydaynovelist.com. Be sure to use the phrase swords in space in the subject line. 8,000 words maximum, 2,000 words minimum. See you on the slush pile.